I might not understand how basketball works. <laughs> you and Larry Bird, you got good company. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Joey, it's a good thing you don't have to work tomorrow, buddy, because yeah. we are going to keep you up late. All right. Let's, uh, let's get this show on the road. Mm. Uh, all right. Oh, was that, is that, is Time's that up. Time good show, guys. I'm out. Exactly. Yeah, that was it. Uh, that, e- the the uh, pod's going to blow up now, I think is what I mean. That's fine. <laughs> MacGruber! <laughs> Everyone shout their catchphrase and uh, we'll call it a show. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 489, company from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we just got one topic, and it is to preview the 2020-2021 Indiana Pacers. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, just very briefly, shout out to Bobby Slick Leonard. Uh, we're no longer hearing him on the radio. Um, I know that they're, uh, that he's at home, um, but I uh, hope he's doing well, because he's our once and always coach. Shout out. Shout, shout out. And from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What's going on, fellas? Shouting out the uh, fourth of the quartet, Mr. Triplett. Uh, looking forward to getting you back. Yep, absolutely. All right. This is uh, this is a show we do every season. Uh, we kind of take a deep dive into the Pacers uh, roster and, and in the organization um, to, to kind of know uh, uh, who we're going to be looking at all season. You know, it's a shortened season and it's a short off season, but uh, it, it's largely the same team. Colson, um, you are the expert uh, here, not not I. Um, what do you have to tell us about the, uh, the the Pacers team for this upcoming season? I, I Joe, I don't know if that I'm the expert. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we're all uh, analysts. We're all fans of the Pacers. Um, I did want to, um, you know, we do this every year. Um, I think one year we learned that uh, David West played the tuba, you know, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. It, it's sort of a, an intro into uh, if you haven't watched the Pacers for a while or if you, you know, uh, you know, in the new season, uh, the team that you're going to see on the floor. This year, um, basically you're going to see the same team you saw on the floor last year. Um, but we'll go ahead and remind you who these players are. So that's that's where we're, we're going with this. Um, 
Anybody have any questions? Who's the captain? Ooh, uh, that's an excellent question. I think it's Malcolm Brogdon. That seems right. Yeah. Um, it if, was it was uh, Thaddeus Young before, right? Yep. Like two he years was ago. the captain for sure. Um, and I know Miles Turner is has been a co-captain before, so I don't know if what's the case this year. Um, uh, uh, we'll get to Miles Turner in a minute, but he is the uh, longest tenured player. Um, they actually call him OG on the team. Even though he's, he, he's, he's 24 years old, yeah. and they call him OG because he's been there for six years. Uh, he's the longest tenured pacer. So. I mean, you're 24 and you've been anywhere for six years. Like, It's, good, it's a good chunk of your life. Seriously. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. So shout out Miles Turner. Uh, actually, dude, let's just start with him. I was going to start with the point guard, but uh, let's start with Miles Turner. Start with uh, the big man. Yeah. Um, he went to uh, Texas. Um, last year, he uh, averaged 12 points, 6.6 rebounds, and 2.1 blocks. Um, the blocks were fifth in the NBA. Um, in 2018-19, he averaged 2.7 blocks, which led the league. Um, he's a 6'11 center power forward. Uh, depends on how you want to quantify him in the starting lineup. I'm not sure exactly how they do that, basically. Um, he plays offense as power forward and defense as center, so I'm not sure how they, they uh, quote him in the starting lineup. It only uh, matters he, for the all-star game, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, he's uh, He quarterbacks the defense. I mean, you know, ultimately that's his job, to stay on the back, to, to call out all the, the switches. Um, he's the most vocal guy on defense, um, and he has been that for three years. Um, as we mentioned before, he's been on the team for six years. I think even by his second or third season, he was essentially leading the defense. So he's been an extremely – um, important to what's been a solid defensive team for um, the time that he's been uh, on the roster. Um, <clears throat> so uh, the last two games, he is averaging 9.5 points, 6.5 rebounds, and six blocks a game. So I assume he'll keep that up and um, win Probably defensive an player all-star of the year. Game. <laughs> all-star game or defensive player of the year. Um, as a defender, he tends to get beat on the perimeter, um, but he's nearly flawless at recovering at the rim. Um, you know, we talked about this in the last, um, in the last show, but he said our, our, our new scheme is overplaying, um, trying to get those passing lanes, uh, and it puts more pressure on me to clean up the mess, but I embrace that. So, uh, shout out Miles Turner. Shout out. Uh, so, uh, Harper, I know he's in your top 25 Pacers of all time. Yeah. Um, are, are you excited about the season for him? Are you worried about – I mean, you know, we also talked about that maybe this is a make-or-break season for him as a Pacer, nah. whether he fits with Sabonis. Nah. Nah, I don't really think so. I mean, you know, all the talk about the Turner-Sabonis experiment, like, A, not his job, and B – I mean, I think we all kind of agreed that 
he's a floor spacing four with, you know, weak side shot blocking that is super duper Hall of Fame elite right now. And granted, he's still young and, you know, he won't always be able to pick up eight blocks a game. Uh, But for now, he can shoot threes and he's the best rim defender with the possible exception of Rudy Gobert. So if you want 3D, he's a guy. Looking for him this season, I'm looking at that three-point percentage to tick up a little bit. Uh, He looks pretty confident out there. He hasn't been shooting it uh, great yet. No, not yet, for sure. Uh, For sure. But that comes up, and he will get looks out there. Um, You know, on offense, he's going to be strolling around out there, and on defense, he's going to be down in the paint. Uh, Can Bjorkren make sure that he covers up for a position player who's out of position, uh, that's on coach. Uh, and, and I think the coach will do a great job of getting him into good positions to be successful. He's going to have a killer year. Yeah, Joe, are you are you worried about the, the, the matchup or the lineup of Sabonis and, and Turner? Or are you, like Harper, like this isn't an issue? I don't think it's an issue. You know, there's flexibility. That, you know, they can move the players around if if if, uh, if things aren't working the way they want. But uh, you know, we've seen, um, uh, you know, subbing Sabonis out early and 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 uh, putting him with the second unit too, which has been very effective. Um, you know, they got flexibility to do what they want. You know, if it's if uh, if they if they want to. But uh, you know, they, they, uh, the the two guys, you know, they have different strengths, um, and you just try to utilize them the best you can. Um, you know, when it when it makes more sense to have them both out there, you, you do it. And if you know if you're playing a, a team who's going super small and you're they're running right by you, then you know you switch it up a little bit. Yep. But uh, I mean, I think uh, you know I trust Bjorkgren to to you know read read the game and and uh, make the right call on that one. Yeah. But yeah, that kind of stuff that's not really on the players. That's that's coaching because. You know, if, you, if it was up to the players, they'd just be on the floor the whole time. Exactly, so. exactly, exactly. <laughs> well put. And, I mean, to your point, Joe, I mean, you know, it, it's absolutely potentially true that our best lineup is having both of them on the floor and having that huge lineup that Colson talked about last show. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's our best lineup night in and night out for most of the minutes during the regular season. Uh, and, and maybe keeping something in our back pocket for the postseason uh, is something we said to do. Yeah, you've got to remember that uh, T.J. Warren played um, all of his almost all of his minutes at four in the bubble when he was called those the Paul George minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and and that was because Demonis Sabonis was out uh, and uh, Turner was at center. Uh, Warren was playing power forward. Uh, he is for us our starting small forward, but can play power forward in a small lineup. He's six eight. 220 pounds. Uh, last year was his first year with the Pacers, um, and he led the team with 19.8 points per game, uh, 4.2 rebounds, 1.2 assists, 1.2 steals, which is nice, uh, 40% from the three, and the real impressive thing, uh, 54% from the field overall. Um, he's just a bucket getter. Um, he's 27 years old. Uh, we've talked about this numerous times. Um, an NBA player's prime in general is between 26 and 32. Uh, it's before they um, uh, they lose their athleticism, but 
it takes them you know it takes them a while to get there uh, you know figure out the league uh, that might be a little bit different if you come in the league earlier but but yeah 26 to, to 32 uh, is your prime and, and Warren's right in the middle of it he had uh, plantar fasciitis in the offseason um, struggled in his first game back with the Knicks but uh, went, went ahead and put up over 20 points in uh, the game against the Cavs uh, or the uh, the Bulls. Um, his uh, father played for NC State. So shout out to the Wolfpack. So really, honestly, um, he he's uh, not been super healthy before he got to the Pacers, but he was very healthy for us last year. Um, so I think for him is the goal to stay healthy and continue to play defense, which he did last year, uh, continue to shoot the heck out of the three ball like he did last year. Um, I have no other reason to, to, to see otherwise. Um, he's a silky smooth scorer. He looked great in game two, and he's not even close to 100%. So um, what do you think, Joe? I mean, for for cash considerations, I think we got a, a, a good deal on him. <laughs> Excellent point. We got uh, this guy for, for peanuts. Um, I mean, no, they didn't ask yeah, for peanuts. Off- <laughs> no, it was just cash considerations. That's all it was. Um, he's off the David West tree, which you know is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, David I mean, West, I think, still you know, calls we- him all the time. I think, They're yeah, still, yeah. I mean, no, I'm very, very high on him. Uh, he, he was, um, you know, of course, in the bubble, he was, you know, like on the all bubble team. Um, he was just a you know breakout star. And he's got a chip on his shoulder because of the way you know that that he left you know Phoenix. Um, he's not happy with that, so uh, he seems to be happy in Indiana. Um, he you know he's quiet. You know he gets the things done that need to be done. Um, you know nothing not to like about this guy. Agreed. Yeah, true fact. Um, you know w- w- when I think about what he did in the bubble, the thing that I think of first as. Uh, formerly a Denver fan, uh, is, is what he was doing defensively. I mean, the way that he was out there getting his nose on the ball and on the ball, I, I mean, I just I hadn't seen it. And it was not something that was on the scouting report for him prior to last year, uh, at least not to my knowledge. And he did an amazing job. And I think he's got some work to do in to fit in his offense within a lineup because – He's a really talented scorer, but he doesn't find his points within the offense sometimes. He just finds it being opportunistic, which is great. I, I, I love those Thaddeus Young, we didn't draw it up points. I love it. <laughs> right, right. Um, but I, I just there's more points in this offense for him for sure. Uh, as he gets settled into it and has a little more time uh, you know, with the team as he comes back from injury. Uh, but if he can keep his head down and play defense the way that he did over the last three weeks of last season, I mean, this guy, I mean, uh, I mean, again, he's going to, if he plays defense that way, you're going to have to talk about him as an all-star. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he was that good. That That's a really good point, Harper. I, you know, we had, uh, when he came into the team, you know, he was replacing uh, Bojan Bogdanovich, who, had turned himself into a really good man-to-man defender. And we were I like, I mean, just what he, he did in. on Bron Bron was amazing, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're like, holy cow, there's no way that this TJ Warren kid who doesn't care about defense is going to be able to do that. But when he p- 
puts his mind to it, TJ Warren is a better defender. And you're right. If he can do both ends of this, I think he has a real chance to be an all-star this this uh, this season. So, which on a team with Victor Oladipo, Malcolm Brogdon, and uh, Demontis Sabonis, like I I think uh, you know there are a lot of guys that are are um, you know in consideration, but it could be that uh, Warren is the guy that comes out of that. So. I agree. I got my money on next year. I just, you know, he missed a little bit of time and he needs to get, get right before we go all in. But uh, this guy, he's got all-star potential for sure. Next up, uh, your starting point guard, Malcolm Brogdon. Went to Virginia. Uh, he's 6'5", just a big point guard. Uh, 230 uh, pounds. I don't, I don't know what... It, <laughs> if I just say 230... Uh, that's that's what time you go to the dentist. Sorry. Um, I've got two twenty nine. That's not what time I go to the dentist. <laughs> that that is definitely not what time. It'd be you go a weird to the time. <laughs> um, last year was his first year with the Pacers. Uh, remember, we uh, traded uh, first round draft pick for Malcolm Brogdon. Um, paid him twenty uh, million dollars a year. And put him on a four-year deal. Um, he averaged 16.5 points, five rebounds, seven assists, and shot 33% from the range. Um, I think he's he's brought a steadiness and a leadership um, that we haven't seen for a long time. Um, I'm really excited about this guy. He's he's a proud member of the Hoops 2.0. Uh, which provides clean water to Africa. Um, he won Rookie Player of the Year in 2017. Uh, fun fact, fun fact, he's a distant cousin of Queen Latifah. Hmm, really? So, yeah. So now my favorite player, potentially. Um, That's I, totally who, fair. Who doesn't love Queen Latifah? If you don't love Queen Latifah, uh, text me and I'll I'll find you and beat you up. You don't You don't. Well, have um, <laughs> I'm all in. Um, He was a second-round draft pick, uh, 36th pick by Milwaukee. He's also, this is is great, the eighth player in NBA history to achieve a 50-40-90 club, which is shooting 50% uh, from the floor, 40% from the range, and 90% from the uh, free throw line. Uh, He did that with Milwaukee, not with us, but um, I'm looking for a similar year from him this year. Um, already in his two uh, two games, he's averaging 20 points, uh, four and a half rebounds, seven assists, and one and a half steals. He's just steady Eddie and um, is a better shooter than you think and a better defender than you think. And I'm just – I was excited when he signed him, but I, I just – you know, um, it seems like maybe he is the locker room leader at this point. I mean, I think it's a natural fit. You know, I, um, I think that leadership role is very natural for him. Uh, you know, I, we talked a lot about uh, uh, Miles Turner being a leader in the in the past, but um, I don't. I just, I just, I got the sense that he he wasn't a natural leader. I think on the floor he is, but off the floor, he that his personality doesn't seem to me to be that type. And I think if you know, maybe Brogdon can be the, the the locker room leader, and and Turner can be a leader on the floor. Um, they, they take some pressure off Turner, and I think that uh, you know allows him to do the things that he's best at. Um, 
And I think that's going to be a, a good a good thing. Because um, even Brogdon's, though he's even though he's the OG, he's twenty four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and, and Brogdon look, is uh, I think what twenty eight. And and we have experience asking a guy who's not comfortable to be a leader to be a leader. <laughs> right, we've, mm-hmm. we've done that before. <laughs> it's in our DNA, you know. So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Brogdon, he's just uh, another guy who. Um, he does the things that need to be done. You know, he he's going to score points because he does. Uh, but, uh, you know, when the offense needs to be slow and controlled, um, he's going to do that. When they need to push hard, um, you know, he's happy doing that too. Um, so, he, you know, he, he always takes good shots. You know, low turnovers, uh, high assists. Um, I don't know. He, he's a guy that I'm really excited to have run on the offense. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And – you know, when he came to us, I, I was nervous because an overachieving guy on a team like Milwaukee with Anna DeCumpo, I don't know if he's going to be able to put up the same numbers. And and I, maybe I still don't know the answer to that question. I mean, the, the guy's got huge upside. But the reality is that what we learned about Malcolm Brogdon is he's just a super good dude. He has a respect of the people around him and – He's going to be a part of a great organization no matter what. I know that's going to show on the floor. He's going to have a good year. But most importantly, we just want this dude on our team. This is a guy we want in our organization. I'm, I'm excited for this guy's year. He's off to a solid start. I, I mean, if you look at his numbers last year, they were down, I mean, almost across the board. Uh, and, and that efficiency is going to pick up as guys around him pick up some of that slack and he didn't have to force anything. He just got to go out there, play hard-nosed defense, you know, be with this squad and, and, and take much easier three-point shots <laughs> or dish to guys who are open on three-point line. He's going to be excited for the, this new system of all the guys. He's going to be excited. Yeah. You know what they said? Uh, one of the rumors was uh, that Oladipo was concerned uh, when he came back from his injury because it was no longer his team. It was uh, Brogdon's team. Um, but one might think that perhaps it should be Brogdon's team. This guy seems like a really good guy and also someone who can embrace Oladipo and allow that energy to um, figure out how to have them both be a part of the uh, leadership of this team. He doesn't seem like a selfish guy. So I'm, with uh, you. I'm really rooting for him for sure. I'm with you. But I think it's also really important, especially in small markets, to not have it be one guy's team. I mean, it really yep. does have to be yep. a team, an organizational, aspirational uh, you know, ethos. And, and that means that if any one guy is too invested, you know, uh, if they want to James Harden it, you know, get out right? Like this is about us. This is about what we're trying to achieve. And if these guys stay on the same page, I, I, you know, Vic and Brogdon can do some damage. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, Brogdon's backcourt mate, uh, Victor Oladipo. Seemed good. Yeah. He went to IU. Um, I actually, uh, was, was at his game, uh, first game, uh, when he came into the NBA. He was on Orlando and uh, played the Pacers in his opening game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was there, too. Yeah. Uh, he got a huge ovation because uh, he's a huge uh, – he was a great IU player. Uh, he's 6'4", uh, 213, shooting guard. Last year he was coming back from injury. Um, basically, he lost 
a year and a half, uh, or well, I mean, I guess a full year, um, with an injury that has taken out every player who's ever had it, but it's always happened in older players. It took out, um, I believe, Hakeem Olajuwon and uh, Charles Barkley, things also like that. Also, medicine has changed. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, and he, uh, last year, came back for the bubble. He averaged uh, 14.5 points, um, 3.7 rebounds, 2.7 assists, and a steal. He's 28 years old. Um, one might remember that uh, three years ago, his first year with the Pacers, he averaged 23 points, five rebounds, four assists, and two and a half steals. Uh, that put him on the uh, third team All-NBA. He also just changed the culture of the team. Um, we had uh, traded Paul George for him. That last year with Paul George, that team wasn't interested in in uh winning or anything or fun um and and i think that uh victor oladipo changed that completely for us a couple of uh fun facts about him parents are nigerian immigrants his mother uh, joan is a nurse his father christopher has a phd in behavioral science uh he has three sisters uh he's a noted singer um, you might recall that he was uh, he appeared on The Masked Singer as the thingamajig uh, in season two and finished in fifth place. For me, the issues are can he return to his All-NBA status or does he just become the most talented fourth player in the league? Um, whether he'll want to leave, whether he'll want to get a huge contract. This is a contract year for him. There are trade rumors all offseason. Um, I, I uh, Googled him even today, and there were three new trade rumors on the web that popped up before uh, even his stats. Um, those are probably um, not legitimate. But actually, just... I actually put all those up there. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is he's just an amazing you, talent. Bro. He's an amazing talent. And 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 change the the culture of this team, but I don't know where he is as our uh, in that starting lineup. I don't know if he's going to have touches. I, I need you guys to talk me through what Oladipo seasons should look like. I mean, um, I, kind of the same thing um, that I mentioned, sort of with Miles, where um, Oladipo can, can can focus on the things that he he's good at. Um, and he can just go out there and basically, you know, just unleash the dude and let him do what he wants. I mean, he's he's a phenomenal offensive player. He's a great defender, um, but just let him go out there and play um, instead of, you know, having the pressures of, of, of leadership. Uh, you know, again, sort of on the court, he's gonna he's he's killer. Um, you know, it's a contract year for him as well, so he's gonna. I mean, he's gonna he's play gonna well crush. regardless. Yeah, he's gonna crush. Like he's he's got to because his paycheck depends on it. Um, I'm always and... getting a paycheck here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Does that mean we won't be able to uh, afford him at the end of the year, though? It's not uh, today's problem. <laughs> Good yeah. call. Let him let him crush, and we'll be the recipients of it, right? For sure. So, I mean, we've seen him take over this season. We've seen him like take over portions of the game. You know, well, um, and that's the 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 Vic that we. You know, we're missing when he was out with injury. You know, we, we didn't have somebody that can do that. Sabonis can do that now. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
that's something that's that's few and far between for for Indiana Pacers. And um, I mean, I think I think it's a fresh start with uh, with the new coach, and I think he's going to go out there and just smash this year. Yeah, I agree. And it's hard to know. Vic smash, right? Vic smash, smash. <laughs> it is hard to know. You know, I, I, I wish I hung out with these dudes, but I don't. But it's hard to know what goes on behind the scenes. Like, I don't know how involved Vic was during the injury and, you know, being a part of that team and that culture. I don't know. But I definitely agree with Joey that if we let this guy do what he does on the court and make sure that he has the freedom to succeed there, that's probably going to that's probably going to translate to leadership in the locker room and off the court because this guy's shown that he can do that. And when he's happy and this team supports him, he's been phenomenal for us, phenomenal for this organization. And I want to keep him real bad and. Right. You know, some of that stuff's beyond our control, but what we have to do is just make sure that he's got the keys to the car and let him do what he does and be who he is. And my best guess, that's going to work out really, really, really well. Well, you know, it's funny because the, the two guys that I'm most concerned about because they were in trade rumors all offseason was Oladipo and Miles Turner. And you have both have talked me into not worrying about either of them um, and, and, and convinced me that they're both here um, to do the right things. Um, I They're both really, really good want professionals. Right? I, I, I like, think they're good guys. I, I think they're both really good guys. And that's the and thing. Like, we crazy. can't control where they are next year. We can right. control that. But we do know that they're super good professionals. They're super good basketball players. And, and as long know. as the, we, we don't have an issue in the locker room because there's too many guys that need to start or need to have the ball or need to score the most points. I mean, so far what we've learned, at least in the first two games, um, is that Old Depot's found his time to score, and uh, Miles Turner is, is you know, uh, you know, sort of settled in a, as a defensive presence. So maybe that's enough to keep both of them happy. Um, the guy that I'm not worried about because this guy is the franchise. He's the future of the franchise. He's the current franchise. He is last year's All Star. DeMontis Sabonis uh, went to Gonzaga. He's 6'11", 240 pounds, but probably, I mean, feels like 300 when he hits you. Um, 24 years old, just a baby, just a kid. Uh, last year he averaged 18.5 points, uh, 12.5 rebounds, 5 assists. I mean, that's just that's amazing. You know, Harper, last uh, episode you talked a lot about how he's – Similar to Jokic, I don't. I think Jokic has a once-in-a-generation passing gene as a big man, but I would put Sabonis just a step below that. The guy knows how to uh, to share the basketball and how to run an offense. Um, this is his fourth year with our team. Um, he signed a long-term contract last year for twenty million, well, eighteen to twenty million dollars a year for four years. He's the son of the Hall of Fame uh, Arvidas Sabonis. Yeah, could that guy pass? Yeah, he was pretty good at passing as well. Um, he's also, <laughs> honestly, I mean, he just had a career-high 32 points against the Knicks in the opening uh, game of the season. Um, he's the centerpiece of the offense. He sets the best picks. He's the best passer. 
he's unstoppable at the hoop. He's, you know, he he tells uh, McBuckets get open. I will give you the ball. Like you know, he's he's just fantastic. For he seems unassuming. He seems to not need to be the leader or doesn't care about touches. He just is so dominant. Um, this is he is crucial to what the Pacers are doing now and in the future. No, you're absolutely right. No, you're absolutely right. Like actually, I, in preparation for the show, I was like, when was the last time I heard Domus talk? I actually went back and listened to some interviews because I was like, you know, he's out there on the court and he's always drawn. But like that could be a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. So I went and, like sought out some interviews and yeah, of course he's saying all the right stuff and. At the heart of it was, you know, his dad and talking about keeping his body right because his dad, that was not something his dad did, right? Right. His dad's career was shortened because he wasn't in great shape all the time. By the time we saw him in the States, he was in his 30s, he was overweight, but he was a revelation. And when he was young, he was, I mean, people tell me, I haven't seen this stuff, but people tell me that seeing him live he was one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Mm-hmm. And his kid has the work ethic, the mentality, certainly, you know, the gene pool. I mean, I'm just so excited for this guy. And he works so hard. I don't know where his ceiling is. I just really don't know. Um, I don't yeah. either, but I mean... We, we, we're talking about his first two games he's he's averaging near a triple double like i mean this guy is i mean have we stumbled upon you know almost a throw in on a paul george trade yeah i mean i i agree i don't know what this guy's ceiling is i mean if he's gonna if he's gonna get 25 13 and 8 every night i mean <laughs> that's I'm a, fine that, with that yeah i mean that, that that's that's a mvp conversation yeah. Yeah. Like literally you're going to hear me gush about this guy all week for the next entire season. I I just I love everything about this kid. Yeah. Uh, have you seen his new haircut? He looks so pretty. <laughs> He's got like the pretty boy haircut. No, no, no. I thought that the spiky thing was like uh faux hawk maybe it was like more pretty. No, you, you okay, you so you don't like his like uh Matthew McConaughey. No, no, I mean, it's fine, but it's actually less upkeep, I think. Oh, potentially. He just looks real pretty. Sure. I mean, it looked pretty on the court. Whatever you're doing, big boy, don't (laughs) mess with the hair, Samson. (laughs) Definitely don't cut it. Don't cut the hair, Samson. Guy's owning this league. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you guys want to take a yeah? A we want to take a, we want to take a break, but I want to ask you real fast before we take a mm-hmm. break. Um, who's your favorite pacer right now? I, I think for me, probably T.J. Warren is is my guy right now. Yeah, I like um, it. I like it. He's got the uh, you know David West connection. <laughs> he's got the yeah. silky smooth game. Yeah, he's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's no. he's my guy. But sure. I mean, I really like almost all the players like That's a thing, right? I mean, it's hard to choose. That's why I was like, well, I don't I don't Aaron know. Holiday really was like my favorite dude last year, but like how can Domas not be my favorite dude? He's so good. 
Yeah, and, and look, it, Miles Turner, like this guy's been around. He, sure, his, he's, he's the fun. OG. Like, he's, just, he's, he's the, the OG. OG. He's a positive. He's a dude. top ten yeah. all timer. Right. Right, Colson. Um, I think. I mean, for you, you know, it's it's more difficult on my list, but yeah. All right, I'll I'll, I'll back you up on that, Harper. I'm not oh, gonna thank you for you making my island. opinion matter. I appreciate you. <laughs> this is yeah. This is how you validate yourself, right? You have to wait for me to <laughs> tell you it's okay. Absolutely. I think it's thank time you. for a break. No, Joey, you, just you, give give you, give an opinion, and I'll validate it. That's yeah. how we should finish the pod. <laughs> I will come over there. <laughs> Validate you in person. <laughs> Punk. Uh, Joey's the stick. <laughs> okay. Validate right, let's you take in five and cool off, and uh, <laughs> and then we'll uh, and then we're gonna talk about the uh, the rest of the squad. this one chat about the bench for the most part uh, before that of course I do have my stat of the week Joey stat of the week I do want to bring some attention to a new NBA record that was set uh, this past week by well it's a combination of uh, uh, things it was the the Los Angeles Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks uh, uh, they worked together to uh Set the largest halftime deficit in the uh, modern NBA. Whoa! Uh, it was whoa. fifty points separated the teams at, at halftime. At halftime. What? Mavericks were up seventy-seven to twenty-seven at, at the half. Um, I think I might have been too high on the Clippers. Mm-hmm. So Kawhi was out that game, and apparently he's good for fifty. Um, I mean. He's good for 30 and negative 20 from the other team. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I guess that's what I mean. It's uh, the net. net yeah, net, I uh, agree with you. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's embarrassing. Good job, Paul. Good job, PG. <laughs> Shout out, PG. 
<laughs> By all accounts, uh, PG was having a f- fine game, but uh, well, not enough. Sure. Not enough to keep. Sure. He's having he a fine game has, down 50. He always has fine games. Mm-hmm. And he will he will knock that last, uh, last ball off the side of the backboard. <laughs> um, all right. So... Um, we want to talk about the bench. And, and uh, Harper, you were talking very recently about how excited you were about this bench. Um, there's a, you know, I don't think we're going to go quite into the detail, but uh, there's a lot of bright spots um, out there. Um, we'll start with uh, Aaron Holiday. Um, Harper, you, you know, you're, you're a big fan of this guy, but he's, uh, you know, generally coming in at the two guard. He's your energy guy, and he's so fun to watch. You know, when you need something done, um, you know, when you need a spark, he's your guy. Um, he's been, uh, you know, sh- shooting generally solid. Um, but, uh, you know, of course, his brother is, uh, Justin is um, kind of off the bench with him as well. They've got sort of a, 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 a an extra chemistry that, that other guys just don't don't have access to. Um, but, uh, but Holiday, um, Harper... What, what, what good things do you want to say about this guy? I, I love this guy. So after a tough start to three-point shooting last year, he actually ended up close to 40% by the end of last year. This guy may be, when it's all said and done, our best three-point shooter. I mean, what he showed in college, his range, this kid can absolutely put it to the rim. Uh, but what I really, really love about this guy is just his effort. I mean, he's a tiny little dude right at, out there he's always overmatched in terms of size but he will pick up a center down the court and pick him up in the post if the center's late getting down he will do it and unapologetically and then when the center shows up he will flash out like he'll flash those double teams he's a great weak side defender like this guy is just excellent at making use of the skills that he has I, I just I love watching him play, and if you're a young player out there, watch this kid play. Super high basketball IQ, a motor that won't quit. Uh, between him and Sabonis, these are the guys on our team that that you really want to learn basketball from. These guys are great, and a coach like Nate Bjorkren is going to make them even better. I'm so excited for this kid's year. Uh, I just uh, he's a franchise guy for me. I love him. I, I completely agree. I, I want this kid to be on our team from beginning to end. I want this guy uh, to be here so long that he is in my top five of Pacers of all time. I love his energy, his effort. Um, there There's not a guy – you know, we've asked him all last season to be in the starting lineup as the starting point guard, as the starting shooting guard, as the starting small forward sometimes. (laughs) And then also to come off the bench. He's six, he's six foot tall. He is six feet tall on a very generous good day. (laughs) That's right. Cause you know what? I've met the man and you know what? He's not that much taller than me. He looks like a normal human being. Uh, He's also an excellent tipper, by the way. Um, I, I just absolutely love Aaron holiday. Um, I hope he's a pacer for life. Um, I I don't know if this is his year to break out because we have so many options on offense. Um, but what I know is that he's going to continue to be the X factor in either the starting lineup 
or the bench, whatever we ask him to do, I know he's going to bring energy and hustle. As you mentioned, uh, playing time might be hard for for Holiday to come, for Aaron Holiday to come by this year. He he was one of the the uh, primary benefactors of uh, um, Oladipo being out, um, and of course he's back this season. Um, but I mean, it's hard to keep the guy off the floor. Um, I think next up, I want to move up to his brother, Justin Holiday. We, we just signed him to a new contract, so he is going to be a, a pacer for for a bit, a couple of years. I think two two year contract. Super exciting. Um, which is great. Um, he's you know three uh, and D kind of dude. He uh, when he boy he he had a couple a couple periods last year where he he just felt like he couldn't miss. Um, he's you know a little bit bigger than his brother, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm glad this guy's going to be on the team. Um, uh, Harper, how do you feel about having Holiday? Uh, two Holidays. I mean, any Holiday on your team is excellent. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Justin, Aaron, Drew, these guys are all just really good basketball players. I mean, and they're just they're good dudes. And I love having these two brothers on the same team, uh, you know, as good as Aaron is and as good a leader as I think that he is and will continue to become, it's great having his older brother on the team to help him through the bad stuff. Uh, this is really good stuff. Uh, you know, Justin is a tenacious defender. Uh, he's long, he's rangy, he can hit threes for you, he can bring a little offense when you need it. Uh, but he's just a Swiss Army knife, right? He's going to be what you need him to be. And I just, you know, what else can you ask from a guy? Yeah, there, there are very few guys in the NBA where you can say, hey, look, I needed to play one through five. Just go ahead and do it. And uh, Justin is, is, is one of those guys that can do it. Um, he's, I mean, he's oversized for a shooting guard. He's six, 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 seven, um, undersized for a power forward. But he does whatever we ask him to do. Um, and uh, I agree with you. He's really really impressed me with his defense um he started out this season um not great hitting the three but that's not something i'm even worried about it'll i just know that it'll come back Mm -hmm. because he's such a professional and one of my joys last season was watching you know you talk about joey you talked about the the brothers uh is the two uh holidays working together on the floor when they pass it to each other it's a different game. It's, it's, it's guys that have been doing it since they were six years old and it's so in rhythm that it's a beautiful thing to watch. You know, it's the kind of thing that you want basketball to be. And they just sort of seem to know each other in a way that, that you can't quantify and it's bigger than basketball and it's so beautiful. I'm so happy to have both of them on the team and we're and they're both locked up for a long time. Um, I'm just really excited about these, both of these guys. Um, next guy we want to talk about this one's a little bit different Jeremy Lamb um, injured last year missed most of the season still not back um, you know he he started at times uh, you know before he went out uh, because Oladipo was, was out um, and uh, you know sort of projected to be sort of a six, six man kind of guy um, Colson how do you feel about uh, Lamb this upcoming season uh, we brought him in for a reasonable contract. I think it was three years, $10 million a year. 
for a guy that used to be starting. Uh, he was starting on Charlotte's team. I think we all thought it was a good get um, as a sixth man. Uh, he started for us while Old Depot was out last year. I found him to be a little bit of a ball stopper, but ultimately he's a bucket getter. Um, and if he can, you know, come back for this injury uh, healthy, which is what you want. That's all you want. You root for him to come back healthy. Uh, if he can come back and healthy and buy into, you know, sharing the basketball and, and doing the little things, then, I mean, this is just an embarrassment of riches because he, like I said, was a starting level basketball player uh, just two years ago, um, potentially coming off our bench. So, TJ McConnell, um, we've mentioned him many times uh, uh, on our shows. Uh, we're all big fans of him here. He's uh, just super smart, son of a coach. Um, son of a what? And yeah, I said, I said it. I said it. Um, but uh, yeah, this guy he he knows basketball. He knows it well. Uh, he knows you know he's 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 not he's not a big guy out there, but he knows uh, how to use the gifts that he has to get things done. Um, and a lot of it's uh, between his ears. That's uh, probably where his biggest <laughs> gift is. Right, right. Um, he's just tenacity on the court. That's just what he is. There's, he doesn't leave anything out there. If there's a play that he can make and he doesn't make it, he's in the. you know he's on the film at the end of the night figuring out how he could have <laughs> made that play. He's just that guy. I love, I love what he brings to the game. Uh, you got to think that that kind of – you know, uh, just that kind of mentality is contagious. You got to think so. He's somebody mm-hmm. you want on your team. He just is. And yep. I, I love what he's done. You know, he doesn't need to score 20 points a night. He just needs to bring the spark uh, to keep him engaged and happy. Uh, and he does it. He's a great teammate. He's an organizational player, and there aren't yep. a lot of those around. I completely agree. I, I feel like this is one of those guys that you just want to sign to like a 10-year contract. Right. And just be like, hey, look, I'll pay you $2 million a year for the rest of your for life. For however just long like, you want. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I'll pay you in so your last 60s. Year, so last year, he averaged 6.5 points, 5 assists, uh, nearly 3 rebounds, and a steal in 18 and a half minutes a game. Like, that's that's outrageous. Like, he just just does stuff. Like, he's just out there doing stuff. He's 27 years old. You're right. He's the son of a coach. Um, he was awful from three-point range last year uh, at 29%. Uh, but but he was uh, 52% from the floor. I mean, he you know he just finds a way to score even though you don't think he should because he's he's my height. No, he's no. tiny. That's exactly right. You just feel like every point that he gets are points that you wouldn't have had without him. Like he just he just he yeah. manufactures stuff. From That's right. nothing. That's right. Fun fact about uh, T.J. McConnell is that he married his high school sweetheart, um, and uh, groomsman Nick Stauskas. Hmm. That that's a NBA player, I think. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I think that's uh, the only time we've ever shouted out Nick Stauskas on the pod. So I just want to do that for him. Uh, to be clear, we didn't actually of... shout out Nick Stauskas. We just mentioned <laughs> yeah. him briefly. Are you, are, you, are you going on record as shouting out Nick I'm, Stauskas? I'm going on record. Shout out Nick Stauskas. Whew. That's this right. Pod's getting wild. 
moving along, we got Dougie McBucket, Doug McDermott, number twenty. Uh, he, uh, we got him locked up for for some time uh, as well. But uh, his time has been, I'd say, uneven on the Pacers. I, I mean. His performance has been uneven. I've liked what he's been doing, but sometimes the shots weren't falling. Um, you, you could chalk some of that up to coaching decisions, um, you, you know. But uh, this season, he's looked great. Um, I've been happy from what I've seen so far. You know, he's. Uh, I mean, he's one of these guys. But if he's if he's not guarded at three point line, it's it's almost automatic. Um, and he's doing other things too. He's rebounding. Um, he's getting re. You know, he, he's doing everything he needs to do. He's scrapping. Um, I'm excited to have this guy on the team, just like everybody else. Basically, I like the I like this team. It seems to me that Bjorkren is more excited about him than he's excited about anybody on on some level. He loves three pointers and he loves layups, and that's all that Dougie McBuckets does. And you would be surprised if you don't watch the Pacers regularly. You would be shocked how often Mc Buckets is getting his buckets at the rim. He uses that three-pointer fake to get to the rim. He does, he does a great a job with the back cuts. He does a and really good screens job. And it's really impressive. Mm-hmm. And it's, and he's I a think smart player. He does, he's a smart player. He's a very smart player, and I think he does exactly what Bjorken wants all of his team to do. And so what we've seen in the la- at the end of the um, – you know, what we saw in the preseason and also in these the first uh, couple games is that – He's playing uh, McBuckets the most minutes off the bench. He's playing it with the first unit. Um, he's playing him at four even. Um, and and I think that this is going to be a really good year for him because he can shoot the heck out of the three. But it also, if it's not falling, he will get to the rim. So um, shout out Dougie McBuckets. I think it's going to be a career year for him. Sweet. I really do hope that you're right. Um I do want to say, I didn't think that Dougie McBuckets last season was that good. He's a better player than what he was last year. We went out and we got him early. We put a lot of faith in him. The difference between him being on the floor and not being on the floor is rebounding. Because he's never going to be a great man-to-man defender. It's about rebounding. So far this year, he's averaging seven a game. He's never averaged more than three. We know he can shoot. We know he can get to the rim. If he rebounds for us... He deserves minutes. I agree. It will be a career year. The so the the rest of these guys I think are are maybe not going to be rotation players, but I still want to uh, get get a mention on them. Uh, Jakar Sampson, you may remember him from yes, last year. Love him. You may remember him from some just insane dunks, which are just <laughs> so much fun to watch. Um, uh, a couple there were some from the bubble that were like put back dunks, which were just these are highlight highlight kind of stuff. And he, he's another energy guy too. Um, Next up, we got Goga Batadze. He was a rookie, a rookie last year. Uh, can play the the four or the five. Um, he missed the beginning with some some injury troubles, but uh, I mean, he had some 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 pretty solid stretches last season. I'm excited to see more of this young man. Uh, Colson, what do you want in your Goga this year? Are you still Gaga for Goga? I am Gaga for Goga. Uh, the, the the man hits threes. He dunks, he blocks, uh, he's got a, a sweet jumper. Uh, you know, I think the reason we couldn't keep him on the floor last year is his defense, uh, but that is very typical for young big men. Um, I think he will get smarter and better at, uh, you know, uh, being able to defend. 
Um, I, I think this guy is, is a real find. And I, I think it was a great pickup late in uh, the draft. And I'm big on uh, – I'm, I'm gaga for Goga. Uh, he's he's going to be something for somebody. I hope it's for us. I don't know if we have room to keep him around on the roster. But what he's learning right now is putting him on a path. He's going to be a solid NBA player. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, you know, we've got him two more years as a rookie contract. Like, he's learning under – one of the better offensive minds at center in DeMontis Sabonis and one of the better defensive minds Mm -hmm. in the league in Miles Turner. Like, I mean, you know, we got two years to decide on that. And that's actually the, also the two years that we have to decide on. All I'm saying is I traded for James Harden. If I had to. (laughs) Cold blooded. I know. I'm a turn. Uh, new player to the Pacers. Uh, very few of these, but, um, uh, Keelan Martin, um, coming from Northern Kentucky. You may remember him because uh, he played four years at Butler. Uh, went on, they went uh, to the to the um, tournament all four years, um, and, and he performed well. Um, he uh, went undrafted the NBA, um, got a seat, but he did earn a contract uh, for Minnesota uh, last season, and um, after uh, playing in the summer league. Um, and um, was not resigned, but uh, picked up by the Pacers. And we picked him up for just straight two years. Um, uh, so we've got him. Um, Nicknamed Baby Shack by Rondo. Yeah. No mm. He is not real big for well, a Well, he shack. was when he was 6'5 and like a freshman in, in high school. Because he's 28 years old. He was also recruited to Butler by... I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no. Recruited to Butler by none other than Brad Stevens. Hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Um. So I'm gonna say Keelan, and you say Martin. Keelan. Martin. Martin. Nice work. Yeah, they. We got a bunch of. This is a good. This is a good group of dudes. Really like this team, man. I feel like Joey. I feel like you're more excited than you were before we started this pod. I think that's. That's fair. Cause, uh, and the thing is, I sort of grew over the, you know, well, the the length of time these guys have been on the team. Uh, it's not a full reset this year, which is nice. You right. know, I like these, you know, the, the guys that we've had before. I like them. You know, there's nobody on there. I'll say this, like, Jeremy Lamb was, I agree with you, he was one of those guys where I'm like, you know, uh, he was kind of a, you know, flow killer. Um, but, he you know, he scored too, but... The scored team's really well, and, to be fair. Yeah, he really? scored really well. So you're like, well, if that's what his role is, then, then, then he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. So, um, and the stuff that I saw in between, like sort of um, personal type stuff, like where, you know interviews and and you know he was on the on the fan cam uh, uh, during the bubble, like you know that stuff was like, oh, okay, maybe 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 I sort of uh, got the wrong impression of this guy. So, he's like a solid dude. Um, we got a bunch yeah yeah of yeah exactly citizens, so. Right? Right. Yeah, so, and he used to start for an NBA team, and we're asking him to be what our eighth man. Like, yeah, that's pretty good, right? As, yeah. Especially when he's still doing the right stuff in front of the camera, right? Like, guys get frustrated. I don't want to name any names, James Harden, but you know, sometimes <laughs> guys don't do the right stuff when they don't feel like they're treated, being treated right. And uh, I just. To a man, I just I'm I'm really excited about this team, this organization. 
And as good as I felt about it last year, Nip Bjorkren is going to be the right guy for us. And I know that he understands what it takes to have a great organization, and it's going to get better, better from where we were. That doesn't mean that we're going to win a championship. That's not what it means. But it means that we're building something special. And I'm just really excited. And to have it be done with a bunch of great guys, it makes it even more fun. I found some information out. The G League is going to do a bubble in Atlanta. I've seen that movie. It's not good. (laughs) It's not good. The G League is going to do a bubble in Atlanta. Um, And it'll be starting in January. Um, The teams can opt in or out. um, And it looks like, so the, the mad ants are in. And it looks like maybe 10 or so teams may not go. Um, but it's weird too because like because there's they're going to be in a bubble the two way players are going to kind of be s- kind of stuck so sure or at least so you like, can't call them up without having them go through like a, a quarantine or whatever I mean I don't know how the protocol is going to go exactly but uh, it's going to make the two way players a little less a little bit less mobile than they were so um, but but the Fort Wayne's in so. Um, so they they'll uh, they'll get the uh, they'll get us a season. They're talking about like six or seven weeks or something like that. But um, all right, well I think that that covers uh, that covers all the bases. Um, did, I, did I mention that the Clippers got uh, down by fifty the first half? In the first half. In the first half. You yeah. know what? I think they only lost by like forty nine. So it's pretty good. Uh, I saw fifty one. Ah, well, never mind. All right, team. We're gonna get out of here. We'll be back with you next week. Uh, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash TheUndebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. Um, and there's a contact form there. You can uh, send us a message. We've got an email address, shoutout at TheUndebeatables.com. If you want to send us an old-fashioned electronic mail. And we got uh, T-shirts on the website slash store. For a once and always coach, Bobby Sick Leonard, who's in the Hall of Fame. It's dramatic. Gotta go big now. Gotta go big. Turn out the lights. The party is It's like very Bohemian Rhapsody. I like it. Yeah, Colson, your your uh, your song took me places. <laughs> I can't promise it's good places, but it'll take you places. <laughs> <laughs>